I think a lot of people are going to be pleasantly surprised if you're Braves fans on kind of how the prospects have taken steps forward. Garcia, there's a swing and a deep drive. Left field. Dean will look up, and it's long gone to the back of the Braves bullpen. Dansby Swanson, a solo home run. I got chills from that one. Ronald Acuna with a monster shot over the hitter's eye in straight center field. Swing and a ground ball to the middle. Base hit center field. Coming in to score is Desloni, and that's a Mississippi Braves winner. Well, good morning and welcome into another episode of the Big Show Podcast. Chris Harris with you from here at Trustmark Park. Early morning as today officially marks 600 days since the last Embraves game was played back on September 2nd, 2019. It's been 600 days. All we have to do is wait 10 more as opening day for the minor leagues is set for May the 4th. It's that time when minor league front office members and staff are working usually about 18-hour days at this time, from 9 to 9 at least, and of course working this weekend to get everything set for an unprecedented year, but exciting year, as finally minor league baseball has returned to us. And a lot of things are moving in the right direction, so it should be a fantastic summer. Single game tickets are on sale now for every Braves minor league affiliate. As far as I know, I know at least May games for the Gwinnett Stripers. So make sure to get those tickets, support your local minor league teams, and get out on opening day and celebrate the return of baseball. Well, today on the podcast, I'm going to talk it over with 2019 outfielder Grace and Genista. He's been playing a lot of different positions during spring training so far. He's lost some weight. He looks really good right now. And he's expected to come back to Mississippi. Obviously, we don't know the official rosters yet, but it probably is pointing in that direction. So enjoy. Joined by Grayson Genista, who was the Braves' second-round pick back in 2018, 49th overall selection out of Wichita State. Came to Mississippi at the end of the 2019 season, got your feet wet in AA. First off, Grayson, good to see you. Glad you're doing well. And take us through this past year for you. How have you ended up now back in spring training? How, what has been your path to get there? First of all, good to see you, too. <laughs> Know your face. Virtually. Uh, this, this may be all we see of each other this year is this way. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. You know, COVID was a weird year. Or 2020. I guess we're still in the COVID, COVID times. But 2020 was a weird year after we broke spring training. Um, nobody really knew. Went home, back to Houston, and uh, trained and weathered the storm a little bit, if you will. Got to where I could work out again and basically just been doing that, trying to stay ready because none of us really knew if there was going to be a, okay, we're going back, or okay, we're playing, or anything like that. Nothing came. So 
you know, I got word that we're going to do a spring training again and normal off-season training into that. Here we are, about a week away from breaking, a little less than that, actually, getting back up to the sip. Obviously, we don't know where you're going officially yet. We have some general ideas of players that are coming to Mississippi, but you know, you look at the group of players that potentially could come to Mississippi, and, and I think for a lot of organizations, they have a lot of depth because you lose one total affiliate. You have players that have been sitting around that could be at higher levels. But with the Braves, even with the injuries that they've suffered, there's still a flux of talent you could make a case for to be in AAA. They're going to be in AA this year. So what's some things you're excited about with a potential group of guys in double-A this year. Yeah, you know, you said it. With with the team going down um, at every org, it made the competition a little stiffer, you know, and I think that's only going to, first of all, that's unfortunate for all the players and everything like that that gets lost in this, That that's the casualties of this. In, in teams, I mean, we, we went down yeah. 40 teams in all of minor league baseball. Those communities lost their baseball teams. Absolutely. The cities, the fans, you know. Even we interact on a day-to-day basis, but a lot of people don't realize is all the stadium workers. You know, we develop relationships with you guys and joke around with you guys. And, um, you know, you guys are kind of in the fight with us, if you will. You know, you feel the losses just like we do. But with that being said, it made competition better. And that's going to be better for baseball as a whole. It's better for the players. It's better for the organizations that are trying to feel out talent. It's better for the fans. They're going to see overall much better talent per team um, and not just kind of those sprinkle of prospects on the teams and they're going to make their way through and move and stuff. I fully expect, I think a lot of us expect to have a pretty loaded team up in Mississippi. You know, we have a lot of young talent that that's going to go up there and hopefully make some noise. One thing that Trey Harris said earlier is the success you've had in spring training and, and that necessarily doesn't translate to, to getting into the regular season, but it seems like there's a, a confident group there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Trey and I have played together at multiple different levels. And I think that especially after the, after the weird year, it's good to get at least a base of players who have played with one another, mm-hmm. who are comfortable with one another, both in and out of the locker room and on and off the field. You know, we're going through weird times. We're adjusting, you know, with all the protocols that we got to do that affect the game, how we're allowed to prepare for the game, stuff like that. But, you know, we have had some success down here. Our group has. um, And it's a confident bunch. It's a bunch that expects to go up there and hit and to pitch and to defend that field. And that's a big park to defend. Something you said to me earlier before we started recording was, you know, with the protocols and different things and the way you come in every day, you don't see the pitchers until game time. What's that like to 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 get behind a pitcher? Uh, granted, you know, he's not in your position group usually, but to get behind a pitcher and see them just for that period of time. It's weird. They'll be on the field for Team Fundy for 10, 15 minutes maybe, and then they're off. Just like, you know, we have relationships with them too. Mm-hmm. And to get to see them at game time, it's, it is what it is at this point. You know, that's what we got to work with. And if that's how it's got to be for us to keep playing and keep baseball back, you know, minor league baseball back, then so be it. Looks like you have uh, trimmed up a little bit over the past year. You're, you're in great shape. How do you feel? Is your body going into to this year? Because you get back to the grind where you haven't done the grind six days. You're going to be playing a baseball game every week this year. Yeah. Yeah. I feel fantastic. You know, big emphasis of this offseason and last summer was trim down a little bit, get uh, better weight, if you will. Be prepared for this. I spent many months, just like a lot of our other guys have, preparing for this. So we, we expect a, a successful, healthy, and hopefully uneventful 
season. Talking with Grayson Jenister, who was a second round pick back in 2018 out of Wichita State. Looking back towards that 2019 season, the average was down around 230. You drove in 53 runs. Uh, you hit nine home runs. I know it's been a part of your development to build on that power, increase those power numbers. How is that going so far in, in, in you guys' spring training? Good. I think I played in four games, five games. I played my first nine today, full nine. Have a couple homers underneath the belt already. Um, swing feels good. Like where I'm at so far. You know, spring training is a weird time of balancing how you feel versus the result. You know, it's not so much result oriented and we pretty much just focus on feel and staying healthy and seeing pitches making good decisions at the plate and then the results are what they are you hope for the best but if they're not you know it's spring training and that's that's why we have it and ultimately it's just it's a build-up for you know may 4th or 5th primarily in the past you were an outfielder i think you've had an opportunity to play a little bit all over the field do you like that and, and where do you feel the most comfortable yeah no doubt i like that i think adding versatility to my game can only benefit it along with developing the uh the bat most comfortable I, you know i don't i don't know you know i do pretty much 50 50 of both in in the infield and in the outfield i expect to be majority in the outfield probably to start at least but you know if things go right over at first and if that's that's how the team is rolling then i'll roll with it you know, we're going into a season where there's still a lot of unknowns. You know, this used to be the Southern League. Now it's double A South. There's no longer the leagues, right? There's so much that are unknowns. Even now, the experimental rule in double A is Love you it. have to stay on the dirt yet on shifts, get in the, you know, in the grass. Are you guys working on that in spring training? And, and how have you noticed it affecting play? Our first, actually our first game against a different team, it was implemented. From the get-go, we do all of our fundamentals like that. We do all of our practice like that. Infielders on the dirt. As a hitter, I personally like it. You know, I could see as a pitcher, you might not like it. You got a lot of shifts on that right side of the infield. Yeah. I assume you like it pretty, pretty, pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I think it's going to change the game a little bit. I do think it's going to make it, I'm not going to say total offensive game, but it's definitely going to add more offense to the game. Probably a little different decision-making with, how teams that don't rely on the long ball try to manufacture runs. We've seen a lot of things streamlined now. I remember when the, the runner at second base was brought in and all the hoopla about how that changes the game of baseball now. Absolutely. It, it just kind of feels like it's part of it now. So what what are some things as far as that that you notice during games getting ready for a season that maybe feels weird and, and some things that don't feel as weird anymore? The runner on second and extras was definitely an adjustment. Pretty much all of us young guys, I did that when I was like young. That was a part of travel ball. So it was just a distant memory. But, you know, you got to adjust again. You got to adjust your defense to that, you know, especially with teams trying to bunt that guy over, get him over to third with one out. You know, you don't even need that double anymore. And then the pitching. I'm, a lot of that will come down to which team can get the big strikeout because it's inevitable. Talking with Grayson Genest uh, here as we get set for opening day, which is in 11 days, ironically, on Saturday, which is when this uh, podcast will hit the 24th. It will be 600 days since the last time a Mississippi Braves game was played on September 2nd, 2019. It's incredible. It's been that long. Also, something new this year you'll see is a manager 
in Mississippi, Wyatt Terregas, former Cleveland Indian catcher. He's now a dad for the third time. He has a newborn. Grayson, I've heard nothing but positive reviews about Wyatt. Can you talk about the Embraves' new skipper? Nothing but positive. He came in, introduced himself to all the guys, kind of got comfortable, you know. We've hit the ground running with him ever since. You know, we all have very good relationships with him. He definitely has the team's respect as not only a manager, but as a baseball mind. You know, he's not a first-time manager. So there is that drive in him to win. You know, he's he's not he's not afraid to kind of go outside the box, if you will, and listen to the team, what the team and the guys need. That is only positive. It's awesome to play for a guy that believes in his team, but also trusts his team. It seems like it, and you look, you're exactly right about him being a winner. You look at his track record, you know, you go from short season A ball, you win there. You go to low A ball, you win there. Or in short A, you win a championship. Low A ball, you win. You know, in five years, you go to high A in Bradenton and you win there. In five years, he has a record of 30 games above 500 and he's never had a losing record. So it speaks just about his history. And it, and it's great to hear that from the get-go, you guys have really meshed with him well because, I mean, coaches can be prospects too, and he seems like he's a, he's a prospect as a manager. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I can't speak enough to the personable attitude he brings to the field every day. You know, he's not, he didn't come in here saying it was my way or the highway. He's really blended what the team on certain days wants and needs, whether maybe it's a little less or a little more. You know, and I think he's done a good job of hammering out, you know, the fundamentals and what we need to do, but also understanding that there is a threshold of what we can and can't do. And part of that is in part stamina of the team. You know, we're getting ready for 120, but also protocols go into that too. So on one hand, he can do everything he wants to do. But on the other hand, his hands sometimes get tied with the protocols we all are starting to find out. Sure. And lineups and things like that. Sometimes you, you have to go with what you're dealt. Looking at the schedule, playing six days a week, having every Monday off, what was your your take on, on that schedule, the six-game series this year? It's not too different from what we did before. You know, the off day every week is new, but we played five-game series as it was. So it's really not all that different. I think we'll come to find out if some teams roll with six starters or if some teams roll with the five and we're going to see that number one or whoever it is twice. And I think that could be a difference maker, you know, of the league. I don't, I don't, I personally don't know if there's playoffs or whatever it is, but you know, for those teams to make a run at winning the championship or, you know, winning records, pitching is going to be huge. If you got to face that ace of that staff twice in that series. I was talking to Ryan Castile the other day, and he was talking about some guys he's been facing up there that look good. He said Tucker and, and Kyle Muller look extremely good. You get a chance to face your teammates a lot in the spring training. That's just how it works. You're getting a chance to face some other teams as well. But who have been some pitchers that you faced that you've been really impressed with so far? Nolan Kingham has been throwing the ball real well. Very impressed with how he came back into camp and what he's been able to work on and sharpen if you will. Um, William Woods, another one, going to be a young electric arm. He's in the neck of the woods. Yep. Vodnik is going to be another electric arm coming. You know, I could go on. Freddie Tarnick has taken huge strides since I played with him in um, high A. And Was that a big league game in spring training? Yeah. Yeah. He's taken huge strides, you know, and I think a lot of people are going to be pleasantly surprised if you're Braves fans on kind of how the prospects have taken steps forward. 
what have been your your takes on on the lineup? I think possibility of a, a Bryce Ball or Shea Langoliers. Give me a take on the lineup. Who who do you like? And I mean, I'm sure you like everybody, but but who who's who's blowing you away? We are very excited. Endless amounts of potential of talent, and also current talent. You know, Trey and I are going to come back in a season in which we already know kind of how this works. We know the pitching we're going to expect, and it's on par with the big leagues. You know, Trey and I have both gone to big league camp. It's it's not much different. There's a little execution stuff in there. Shea Langoliers, you know, everybody knows him. Everybody talks about him. Kid's a stud, both with the bat and behind the dish. You know, that's a true leader behind the plate. And he's impressed me not only with his play, but also his leadership and calmness in some not calm situations on the field. Bryce Ball, another kid with, you know, power, you know, that everybody talks about, but getting to see it live you know it's a pretty cool thing Braden Shoemake's taking huge strides at the dish in the field you know he's he's gonna make some he's gonna make some plays out there short you could really tell with him in 2019 at the plate especially there's, there's a difference between playing at, at Texas A&M and, and, and facing double a pitchers you could tell that but you could also absolutely. see the flash of his potential absolutely and I think that with Trey had a had a pretty good year stint with the double a team i'll take me personally you know that that taught me a lot you know i needed to kind of go through that and see what was out there and struggle if you will so i knew what i needed to go work on and i think that take our lineup in general i think guys have really taken that to heart and have taken big strides at the plate as a whole lineup not just individuals Wrap it up here with Grayson Genista as he uh, was of course in mississippi in 2019 and was a second round draft pick back in 2018 by the Atlanta Braves. Big League Club obviously have gone through some injuries. What have you noticed from them, and how much have you had a chance to to, to watch the Big League Club? With spring training going on for us, I don't watch too many of the games. Obviously, I hear, just as you guys do, I, I watch Twitter and stuff like that and hope hope all the guys stay healthy and safe and stuff like that. We're, we're focused on Mississippi and you know our squad and Wyatt Einar is coming and um, D-Mai, Dan Myers going to be rounding up that bullpen. What are some things, I guess, uh, that they're preparing you for? Is it like a normal break camp at the end of minor league spring training? You know, I don't think I'll know that question until we get there. Um, But this week, pretty much all the guys are getting spread out throughout the groups, even if they are, um, you know, Mississippi guys. We are heading down to playing with our other teams and stuff because we're we're starting to play all nines. You know, we're getting ready for those nine inning games, and uh, we're excited. We're we're focused on winning in Mississippi and hopefully bringing – bringing the championship back to the set. Grayson, thanks for the time. Thanks. That'll wrap things up for this episode of the Big Show Podcast. Don't forget, for all things M Braves, you can log on to MississippiBraves.com. And by the way, if you want to follow Grayson Genista on Twitter, he's at Grayson Genista, just like it's spelled, and I'm sure he would appreciate a follow. You can follow myself at CHarris731, and of course, the M Braves at Braves. Stay with us next week as we'll have a couple of episodes helping you prepare for opening day on May 4th and hopefully we'll get a little bit more clarity on what the roster might be for the different affiliates around the Atlanta Braves organization. On an early morning on this Saturday, April the 24th, I'm Chris Harris and we say good morning from Pearl, Mississippi.
Farm Bureau Grill at Trustmark Park is back open and is now equipped with a brand new full-service 360-degree indoor-outdoor bar that is operational on game day as well as for private events throughout the year. The Farm Bureau Grill, located beyond the right field foul pole, overlooks the playing field and is open to fans before and during the game. Taste some of the best food in Mississippi and have one of the best views of Trustmark Park. To book your next private event or for more information, call 888-BRAVES-4 or contact Felicia Thompson at felicia.thompson at braves.com.